And what an exciting weekend it was. <laughs> Let's get right to it. I, yeah. I, who's kidding who? Bill, every weekend is exciting. It's cr- yeah, we were kidding me. <laughs> You're right, Sean. I mean, we were talking last week. Oh my gosh, what a what an opening to the season. And and uh Cincinnati just tied up the Cowboys after being left for dead. And uh yeah, it, it's it's been one of those, but you're right. It's not one of those Sundays. It's every Sunday, it seems to be. So you were yeah. you were involved. I want to get your take on on what yeah. transpired in that Cleveland game because I mean it was crazy. Crazy. No, it no was other way to say that. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously with the Lions, we're very happy. I, I mentioned this. We we did a little hit with Chris Renwick a few minutes ago. Uh, Bill, one of the most dominant first halves I've seen from the Lions in a long, yeah. long time and in every way imaginable as well, mm-hmm. uh, which was great to see. And uh, let's face it, there were a lot of people out there, including yours truly, that thought, ah, with, with some of that yeah. stuff going on with this offensive line, mm-hmm. I don't know about this one. A dominant first half performance both sides of the ball lions going to the half with a 22 nothing lead and i don't want to say they hung on because i I, you know at no point in time bill i gotta be honest did i feel like the lions were in danger of winning that game they win going away 36 to 27 uh, to get their first w on the season hey sean they uh the the washington uh (laughs) <laughs> the, the the commanders right yes yeah. yeah they get paid too right yeah. they get paid too and they got some good players on that team and momentum is a real thing in in football in in all sports but you take that halftime break you know things change it's it's inevitable and there were so many games like that today where a team had a huge lead and then the other team came back and you're right. The bottom line is it's not how it's if, and the lions won. It's not necessarily how they won. All there's a lot of good. And you talked about the O line and to have that kind of depth that can come in and replace, you know, an all pro and then rag now and two other starters and not miss a beat. I didn't see the game, but from all accounts, you put over 30 points up, you're doing something right in both the rush game in the passing game so kudos to them and uh and they hung on and and uh they're right there they're right there uh i'm on raw st brown yeah 116 yards receiving and two touchdowns 68 yards rushing bill i had to share this story with you and the listening audience so as you know i'm not sure if the listening audience does uh, my son is down in Savannah, Georgia, mm-hmm. and he met uh, a few people that he got to know that are Lions fans. You know, there are a mm-hmm. few people down there that are Lions fans. So they went out and they watched the Lions game. And uh, as they were watching the Lions game, of course, it is, ha- is apt to happen everywhere. Some people are going, the Lions, what are you watching the Lions for? <laughs> and then everybody was kind of gathered yeah. around the TV. And he told me, he goes, Dad. They were talking up the Lions. People were going, <laughs> this team looks good. And, and, yeah. and I was like, hey, man, you you root no matter what. That's right. that's the way that I taught them and everything. But yeah. it was it, it had to be pretty cool for some people, uh, you know, maybe used to seeing the Lions that unfortunately we've had to see quite often go, wow, there's some good things going on with this football team. Yeah, no question. And, and to do that, you know, a thousand miles from home with some new friends for your son, 
I mean, gosh, does that feel good. Good for him. Yeah. He had to have a great day watching that game today. Yeah. You know what? It's it's one of those things that, um, you know, you don't want to make too big of a deal about it. There's no doubt about that. But how many times have we seen the Lions lose a game yeah. uh, like this today? And they held on and they were able to get the offense uh, going again after it kind of stopped. And, and the commanders, It's it's still so weird to say that. The Commanders uh, getting their offense yeah. going as well. Lions win going away 36-27. to 27. And uh, how many times have we talked about it, Bill, you know, where, where you talk about yeah. uh, having to learn a lesson, right? And the Lions right. Right. so very often have had to learn lessons yeah. during losses. Yeah. Today's a teachable moment during a win. I'll take no, it. No question it is. And like we talked about last week and last Monday morning on Paul W., um, I thought the way Dan Campbell handled the game, uh, the first game, was was great against the Eagles. He didn't talk about the comeback. He talked about we got to win these games. Yep. You know, you know, losing by three isn't acceptable anymore. You know, coming close isn't acceptable. That that creates a mindset, and uh, I, I think the way they handled the week was perfect. You know, people were trying to make it out to be a a must win. I mean, a must win is when if you lose, you're out. Yep. You're you're eliminated. I mean, that's a reality. Um, so I thought the way the team handled this, and I got to tell you something. Um, you talk about watching the game with a bunch of buddies, right? Your son. So I just get a text, and it's from Wayne Fonts, his brother Johnny, and another friend. They just watched the Lions game in a sports bar down in Florida. And the line is forward down the field. <laughs> so there's, I'm looking at a picture of Wayno. So he's still, uh, he's still loyal to his, uh, his lion uh, football team, which is awesome. Oh, that's beautiful. A yeah. nice day from Jared Goff as well. Uh, let's yeah. give credit where credit is due. Yeah. Uh, this young man has been much maligned. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Give him credit today. 20 of 34, 256 yards, mm-hmm. four touchdowns and bill taking care of the football no fumbles no doubt. no interceptions from the team today yeah you, you can't put a price tag on yeah. that i mean the, the winning the turnover battle mm-hmm. it is i mean 99 times out of 100 yep. it's going to bode well for you no question the biggest factors objectively are turnovers and penalties because oftentimes i mean you look at all the all the drives where a, a team gets called for offensive holding they hardly ever get a first down that changes the whole complexion of the of the game and to uh to avoid key penalties and to avoid turnovers that's a recipe for success and uh, especially at the quarterback position no more important position on the field and when you can do what he did you're going to win more more than your share of games lions uh finally hit the road next week they have a one o'clock tilt against the vikings up in minnesota so uh we're looking forward to that it's a lot cheerier it's a lot brighter Mm -hmm. uh when you get that w that's exactly what the lions did i gotta get your take uh, for people out there that don't know this Mm -hmm. i know we've mentioned it a few times but perhaps you're just tuning in for the first time uh of course bill worked for the lions uh what was it about nine centuries bill (laughs) i started i started the year after you you came to detroit so that, yeah. That's what <laughs> it, it, great. I mean, seriously, it's, it's, it's crazy. 36 that, years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's incredible, but they, yeah. uh, you know, for you, Bill, 
Uh, you still work uh, in in the NFL and with yeah. the NFL, and you, you do a game each and every week. And and you were involved in an absolutely crazy yeah. game today. You know, I was watching. I was the opposite of you. I'm watching the Lions, and I see Nick Chubb scores with about two minutes yeah. to go, and yeah. the Browns go up by two touchdowns. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, game set match. Well, to yeah. quote Lee Corso, not so fast, <laughs> my friend. Yeah, it was. Uh... It was incredible. And you're right. When Chubb scores that touchdown, I mean, a part of you uh, says, oh, go down, you know, get the first down and run out the clock. But you can't you can't counter the competitive instincts of a player. So he scores the touchdown and then um, the Jets get the ball back. And we talked about this on the communication system. I'm in contact with the TV truck and and the officials on the field and uh and then Flacco throws a bomb uh, for about a 65, 70-yard touchdown pass. And it was reminiscent of that, I think it was Jacoby Jones in the playoff game at Denver um, that went into overtime and the, and the Ravens, when he was with the Ravens, and the Ravens won the game and ended up beating the 49ers in the Super Bowl. It was an eerily sim- similar play, same side of the field, same direction on the field. And then the onside kick and it worked to perfection and it was like, Holy crap, they're going to win this game because uh, the Browns had missed an extra point. Okay. How important have extra points become mm. since they changed the yard line um, for the uh, completion for the, uh, the kick. So it was incredible. And obviously, you know, Robert Sala, the head coach of the jets, you know, a homegrown uh, from Dearborn. And so uh, happy for him. And, uh, and the Jets, I mean, they, they to win on the road uh, after being down that far, just an improbable victory. And uh, it was a crazy game to watch, I'll tell you that. Joe Flacco, I, yeah. I'll remind everybody, won a Super Bowl, 26 of 44, 307 <laughs> yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Pretty, Pretty darn good. good, huh? Pretty, Pretty good. Darn good. We'll come back and uh, take a tool around the NFL. Yeah. We've got some college stuff to talk as well. Don't you go anywhere. He's Bill Keenest. I'm Sean Belegian. This is Gridiron Rap on a Sunday night here on 760 WJR. Well, it continues, Bill, as we're talking uh, in the first segment of the show here on Gridiron Rap on 760 WJR. We're talking about how crazy it is. And during our conversation, we looked the Bengals, who looked absolutely listless in the first yep. half, have tied the game in mm-hmm. Dallas and have the ball with a chance to win the game. Yep. Uh, they were down 17 to three at half and they were doing nothing. Uh, it is now 17 17, two minute warning. The uh, Bengals are deep in their own territory, though. Uh, the Texans are driving on the Broncos. They are down 16 to nine in Denver, uh, but the Texans have the ball. The Cardinals, who looked awful, no other way to say that. They looked awful. Uh, now, with an opportunity to tie the game, Bill, yeah. they trail 23 15. They are at the Vegas 12 yard mm-hmm. line with a minute and 34 <laughs> left. I, I, you know, these. These crazy, I guess, cardiac games yeah. uh, in the National Football League continue until now. Uh, Bears and Packers tonight, that yep. uh, long-standing NFL 
rivalry will continue yet another mm -hmm. chapter. And then tomorrow night, I was just bragging to Bill. I get to watch this in Duck Key tomorrow night. The Titans and Bills, <laughs> 7-15. That's an ESPN-ESPN2 game. And then 8-30, the Vikes and the Eagles. So mm -hmm. uh, still a lot of action to go this weekend, Bill. Yeah, a lot, a lot. And uh, like you said, still a lot uh, left to be determined as we speak with some of those games. So, uh, yeah, crazy, crazy weekend. And uh, how about how about uh, a player that uh, a lot of local fans and media thought the Lions might be interested in drafting, drafting a year ago to a – with the oh. Dolphins, what he oh. did, um, just remarkable. And a similar similar deal. The Ravens were up by how much? 20, 20 some points at one yeah. point. And uh, what that young man did, 36 of 50 for 469 against the Ravens defense, right? Still considered one of the best defenses. Six touchdowns. I mean, how many franchises with six touchdowns in a game be a franchise single game record? I got to believe a lot of them um, and the Miami Dolphins are undefeated. How about that? The Miami Dolphins. And, uh, and you talk about what, what it's going to be like for the lions when they get Williams back, who can stretch the field. Tyreek Hill had two plus 50 touchdown passes. He was incredible today, almost 200 yards receiving, I think. Um, but that's what speed does. You have to honor it. And then when you don't, you find somebody underneath, somebody on the backside, whatever. Um, you scheme your offensive plays for that reason. And then when you don't honor it the way you know you should, crazy things happen, like 50-yard touchdown passes. And Tua hit him a couple times today. Just uh, just incredible. The talent that we're seeing on display. Just, just incredible. Uh, yeah, Bill, to your point for people that aren't aware of this, Lamar Jackson scores on an electrifying 79-yard mm -hmm. run with 26 seconds left in the third quarter to make it a 35-14 to 14 game. <laughs> yeah. Ho-hum, all the Dolphins did put up 28 points yeah. in the fourth quarter to yeah. win that one in mm -hmm. Baltimore, 42-38, yeah. to 38, as you mentioned, to a 469 yards and six touchdowns and amazing you know bill he is another example how many times have you seen it in your lifetime mm -hmm. sometimes it takes a guy a little while oh, yeah. to develop i mm -hmm. mean there were people a year ago that were saying it's never going to happen for this kid. yeah he can't throw etc etc yeah I, i'll tell you what I, I i think the world of that kid yeah he showed the world what he could do today no question i mean what was the buzz you know, last year into this year about the Dolphins wanting to trade for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I mean, that was all but done at one point. It was announced that it was a done deal. But that young man didn't let the outside noise affect him. Um, he's human, but he didn't let him let it affect him to a point where it hurt him from all accounts. And what's he do? He beats the Patriots last week and makes a miraculous leads a miraculous comeback today in Baltimore, nonetheless, against one of the best defenses in the league. Nonetheless. Amazing. So hats off to that young man, class kid off the field and a great player on the field. Bill, you're a Pittsburgh guy. And I've heard some of the stories. Maybe you can touch on it, mm -hmm. but 
Uh, didn't Terry Bradshaw put up oh. with a lot of that early in his career yeah. where people, he yeah. was dumb. He yeah. was, a, you know, country bumpkin, right. all, yeah. all of that stuff. And there were a lot of people, Chuck yeah. Noll wasn't one of them that thought yeah. it was never going to happen for a hall of fame quarterback. Now, right. when I'm talking about greatest quarterbacks of all time, no disrespect, I'm not going to put Terry Bradshaw. Understood. Yeah. When I'm talking about guys that elevated their game in money mm-hmm. time and made the big throws, yeah. He better be on that list. He did. And I remember I remember early in Matthew's career uh, in Detroit. I mean, obviously, he had the uh, the issues with the injuries each of his first two seasons. Um, and then some of the criticism that he endured locally. Uh, I remember pointing out to a couple guys, hey, Terry Bradshaw was the number one pick in the NFL. It took him really – five years to establish himself because you know when he went there i think his rookie year he might have started five games you had terry hanratty uh from notre dame that was already on the roster then you had joe gilliam gillum uh from tennessee state i think that that started you know during that period so it took bradshaw you know four or five years and uh and so yeah it does take time and it's it, there's so many factors that go into things for any anyone to have success, you know, let alone quarterback. I mean, it truly is all eleven on the field. And uh, Dallas just uh, beat the Bengals on a 50 yard field goal on the last play. So uh, Cooper Rush, Central Michigan, right? There <laughs> you, you go. You so it. he uh, he leads the the Cowboys to a win over the Bengals, and the Bengals are zero two. Unbelievable. You know, crazy, crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah. I still love Joe Burrow. I I, oh. I do. I, I remember you and I talking about that last year, early yeah. in the year, saying, hey, this is a pretty good team, and this kid's yeah. something special. And little did we know they'd make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, they're off to a tough start. It yeah. hasn't been easy around Joe. They're not doing a good job of protecting him. No. But I'll tell you what, uh, that, that kid's a gamer. That kid is incredible. You're right, Sean. And I just saw a few – excerpts from today's game and he was getting after it on the sidelines after they tied it up and uh there was one play earlier where he called a timeout and it was like why are you calling timeout well he sees something that the defense was going to do that would have been you know suicidal for the offense to run the play that was called and just the wisdom that young man has and the poise and he is he's getting pounded he is getting pounded. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals have given up more sacks than any team in the league this year. So, uh, yeah, I agree. That young man is special. He is special. All right, so that one is final. As Bill mentioned, 20-17, to 17, the Cowboys get uh, their first win of the year after, I have no other way to say it, just an absolute snooze fest last week against Tampa. Uh Looks like Texans have the ball back, but it's yeah. late in the game. Uh, Broncos with a 16 to nine lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cardinals are facing a fourth and four from the Vegas six. Uh, now it, it just refreshed uh, second and goal from the three with Bill 16 wow. seconds left. So they've got to score the touchdown and hit the two point conversion. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, no, no doubt to. about that. So we'll we'll keep our eye on that. Lots to talk about uh, with college football as well. I want to get Bill's thoughts on what transpired yesterday. Michigan with a huge win. Uh, Michigan State certainly a, a disappointment. All is not lost. I talked to some Spartan fans today that you know the sky was falling and everything. And 
I, I guess it depends what your expectations were heading into this year. Hey, let's be honest. Mel Tucker's still trying to build what's going on there. I mean, last year, certainly ahead of the curve. Nobody's going to deny how good that was, but there's still some work to be done. I think mm-hmm. we saw that last night. And Bill, you had an interesting take on uh, Division Three football in Wisconsin as well. I saw Wisconsin lacrosse, the Division Three team, come into Tom Adams Field last night and knock off Wayne State. And the first thing that I said to Bill is, "I that wasn't no D three team. No, <laughs> it's just no doubt no. about that." Yeah, and I know you had some thoughts about that dynamic uh, that occurs in Wisconsin in the great game of football. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I saw it firsthand back in. 2010 um when my son was playing for adrian college my son chris and we went out up to wisconsin whitewater and they were the defending division three national champions and (laughs) it was like a division two game at least there must have been twenty thousand people there the stadium was magnificent i'm like holy moly this isn't the d3 that i'm used to and uh and they had a running back that was a man i mean this guy was like remember John Brockington from the oh, Packers? Yeah. You know yeah. some of those bruising big had speed. Um, I mean, just just an, an amazing runner. And I I think he had four touchdowns that day. Well, I came to learn that he started his career at University of Wisconsin in Madison, mm. D1. And and then I found out uh I didn't realize it at the time, but um Wisconsin has no division two schools. They have a bunch of division three schools that are all in the university of Wisconsin system, like whitewater and lacrosse and, you know, so many different, I don't know how many there are. And um, a lot of the, these division three schools, when you go to Wisconsin and it doesn't work out for whatever reason, okay, they're recruiting a bunch of players and they all want to play and sometimes they just assume play at D3 and sit on the bench at D1. Or there may be extenuating circumstances sometimes that come out where they're no longer in Madison. But they go to one of these, these Division three schools. And uh, I don't know. And, they, and like you mentioned, the offensive line was bigger than some Division one programs. Oh, oh, so oh, oh. when people say, you know, Wayne State lost to a, a, a D3 school, maybe by definition – but not not in reality. That that's a really good football team. Neck beard everywhere. Some yeah, big yeah. on that offensive line. All right, right, we're up against a break. We'll talk some college football uh, next. Don't go anywhere. He's Bill Keenest. I'm Sean Belegian. It's Gridiron Rap here on 760 WJR. Well, the cardiac uh, finishes continue, Bill. Yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned at the beginning of last break how things had changed during the course of the break. And uh, as we're sitting here right now, I'll let you explain the end of regulation in that Cardinals Raiders game. But uh, we did mention the Cowboys won on the last play of the game, a 50 yard field goal. The Broncos hold on to beat the Texans, but what the heck happened in that Cardinals Raiders game, Bill? Well, the the Cardinals had uh, one final play inside the five yard line. I think it was, uh, last play of the game, and Tyler Murray did what he has done so many times, scrambled around, uh, nobody was open, and went around the left side uh, to bring the score within two points. So they have to go for two, obviously. Untimed down, no time left on the clock. Murray goes back, and I, and I watched it. He threw the ball 
from the 17 yard line to the back of the end zone. And he's motioning for the receiver to come from the right corner toward the middle. And it was AJ green. And that ball went through a sea of hands. I'm telling you. And there were so many hands that almost deflected it, but it ended up in the hands of AJ green for the two point conversion. And now they're going to go to overtime. <laughs> so amazing. Amazing. No, you know what? It is. I, you know what? When when we make the transition to uh, college football, you know, here we're talking about all the, the crazy games and crazy finishes yeah. again in the NFL. Uh, Bill, yesterday uh, was one of those rare afternoons. Mm -hmm. I had nothing going on at noon. So I was able to sit at home uh, before mm -hmm. my broadcast and, and settle in and, you know, watch a bunch of college football games. Yeah. And, and I, the collective games that were on, no mm -hmm. disrespect to the great game of football and the college version, they were all blowouts. So I didn't find mm -hmm. one game. So finally ended up on Purdue and Syracuse. Yeah. yeah. Which <laughs> that was yeah. <laughs> crazy. I can't even like yeah. you obviously know what I'm talking about. Yeah. What a crazy game. Yeah. And, and that's what football can do to you. The reason I bring it, it up is it was the most nondescript, uneventful game yeah. for three quarters. It yeah. was 9-3 Purdue mm -hmm. at half, then 10-9 uh, Syracuse mm -hmm. after three. And then these two teams in the last uh, 11 minutes combined <laughs> for 42 points. Think about that. Think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Holy mackerel. And it yeah. ended up being like one of those, you know, games where I have no rooting interest. I'm yeah. just jumping up and down in the front oh, room yeah. by myself, you know? It, I mean, instant classic, right? That's what yeah. they call it. And everybody will remember those the last 11 minutes. Certainly yep. the Syracuse fans will because uh, holy moly. And then how about, how about Appalachian State? Oh, I mean, uh, you know, they have ESPN there for game day, right? The school turns out it's a beautiful scene. Um, just awesome for the university. But it looks like they're going to lose to Troy. And then, oh, by the way, Hail Mary comes into play and they win the game on the very last play. And the ball didn't go into the end zone. It was deflected back to like the five yard line. And uh, the receiver takes it in the end zone. And uh, yeah, I mean, you talk about scripting a game day experience for any university, let alone one that doesn't get the attention it deserves. That's a day that every App State student, alumni, employee, you know, everybody is going to remember for the rest of their lives. That was so cool watching that game day experience too, yeah. Bill. I don't know if, if you had a chance to see much of it. They were so happy that yes. game day was yeah. there and, yeah. and, you know, all the signs and, you know, all the bells and whistles, but mm -hmm. it, it, it seemed to be even more than it right. usually is because what are they doing down in Boone, yeah. North Carolina? Well, if you haven't been paying attention, I'll echo what you just said. Yeah. App State deserves some love from yes. everybody. And that's not a shot across the bow of the SS Michigan. No. This is a team that has been doing it for a long time now. Yeah. They really have. And and um I've I've worked with people that went there, that coached there, that played there. Um, it's a great program and it's a it's a beautiful setting. And I think you hit it right, Sean. They were so appreciative that what what they believed was sort of validated by ESPN showing up and good for ESPN and great for App State. And then obviously with all that attention after the big win the week before, 
I mean, you know, you're human. Your your head's getting a little bigger. You're hearing all these things. So the game was tougher than it might have been otherwise. It looks like Troy's going to win. And then from the heavens comes this rainbow, you know, <laughs> deflects off a few hands and into the receiver, and he scores and uh, gives you goosebumps, you know. I mean, it does. It's why we love this game. It's why we love football. Uh, you know what, though, Bill, and, and I'm sure you were there that, that fateful night. Every time I see a Hail Mary for the rest oh. of my days, I'm going to think – of Aaron Rodgers. I, yeah, I just, I know. He, he poisoned me. Maybe, maybe the only way to exercise that bill is for the lions well, in a big game yeah. for them to convert on, on a hail Mary. But yeah. my goodness gracious, yeah. I, that gut punch oh, that night, I know it uh, was just, and, and bill, you know, the thing that the, the incredible silence, the incredible yeah. silence yeah. that was in Ford field. I've been at two of those games. I, I was at, uh, the the Westbrook Cordell Stewart Michigan Colorado oh, game yeah. in ninety four ninety four yeah and I'm Bill honestly yeah it seemed like it was three miles away the Colorado mm -hmm. section of Michigan Stadium going crazy but yeah. it sounded like it was three miles away and and you were there that the infinite silence oh. when 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 what was Richard Rogers caught that yeah. that hail mary yeah. pass. I'll never forget that. It like the silence hurt your ears. Yeah, you're right, Sean. And adding to it, <laughs> adding to how deafening that silence was, was the play before the game should have been over. Uh -huh. From from all accounts, from being just totally objective, uh, that should not have been a penalty. Um, the game should have been over. So to go from that, thinking you won, you have that moment of euphoria because you know, we're still in the playoff hunt with that yep. game. And there's a lot of people that believe if we had won that game, we're going to run the table. It was that type of feeling and belief. Um, but yeah, it went, it went totally. And, and how to exercise it. I'm not sure. I will tell you a funny story though. So after that season, I go back home to Pittsburgh with my two sons to see a Bruce Springsteen concert. We're all Springsteen fans. And the Packers were playing the Cardinals that night in the playoff game. Okay. And I'm watching the game. I can't help myself. Right. And we're coming out of the arena where the Penguins play. And all of a sudden I start screaming. Yes. Yes. And my boys look at me. What happened? I said, Rogers just threw a Hail Mary and they tied the game. And they're like, dad, you're rooting for the Packers. And I go, no, I just want someone else to feel what I felt when he did it to us. <laughs> so that was sort of my little redemption there. But I did. I just lost it. I was. I wanted somebody to go through what we went through. And uh, anyways, <laughs> that's oh. what I'll remember. Oh, yeah. it, 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 unbelievable. But yeah. another, threw, another good, threw, good college football. He threw two football in that game. game. Remember oh, that he oh, yeah. threw oh, yeah. one from the end zone on a fourth down. Yep. And I think it was to uh, Jeff Janis, the Saginaw Valley receiver. Yep. yep. And, uh, and then the one in the end zone to win the game. Yeah. I, Oh, you're right. I saw Janice. I saw Janice when he was playing at Saginaw against Wayne okay. state. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, Bill, anybody who saw that kid play, you knew he was going to the national football league. Mm. I, you don't know how he got open. He got open and yeah, he got he open yeah. constantly. It was, a, you don't know how he did it because he, he was one yeah. of those guys. You didn't look at him. He didn't look like that fast, but right. the next thing you knew, he blew by you. And, and mm -hmm. it reminded me 
of when I saw Randy Moss when he was at Marshall. I was yeah. doing the Toledo broadcast, mm -hmm. and and it doesn't look like he's running. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the next thing you know, he's ten yards past you. Yeah, just gliding. Yes, yeah, long striders. Yeah, I yep. agree. Yep. Want to get your thoughts on uh, Michigan, uh, Michigan yeah. State as well. Talk a little high school football mm -hmm. as well. So much to get to yet. We'll see if we've got a final in that crazy Raiders-Cardinals game as well. Don't you go anywhere. He is Bill Keenis. I'm Sean Belegian. So glad you could join us on a Thursday night. It is Gridiron Wrap right here on 760 WJR. You're going to have to excuse Bill and I. Bill and I were uh, looking ahead uh, to this next weekend. Uh, see, for many of you, you might already know this. When you get older, uh, you, you find yourself looking at the weather quite a bit. And every day. Every day. <laughs> and, and so later on this week, it's supposed to get into the lower 60s and you know, 61, 65 and everything. And I, I told Bill, I'm, I'm getting back from Florida on Friday and I'm going straight to uh, watch my alma mater play. Uh, Livonia Stevenson is at home hosting Wayne Memorial, and it's going to be like 65 degrees. And I'm That's like, beautiful. Bill, you, you nailed it. I'm going to use your quote. There's nothing better now that, that crisp Friday night, yeah. whether it be going to watch Livonia Stevenson or uh, going to watch the Holly Broncos or the Northville Mustangs. Boy, there's just something special about getting out there on a Friday night. There really is, Sean. And I, I think you could you could blindfold one of us, you know, take us in a in a rocket ship and land us. And if we're if we're at a high school football game, we're gonna know we're there. Yep. We don't need to take the blindfold off. It's the feel, it's the smell, it's the air, it's the breeze. It's just something magical about it. And that's why that's why we love football and we, why we love the fall. Still in overtime with the Cardinals and uh, the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, Raiders ball. They have a third and three on their own 44 with 526 to go in that one. Uh, Bill, did I miss anything? I know you have that on your monitor. Did yeah, I miss anything? The, uh, the Cardinals uh, went for it on fourth and one. I think they were about the 40-yard line, the plus 40, and uh, wide open. Uh, I think it's Hollywood Brown now plays for them. Uh, they used to play for the Ravens. And he he had the ball in his hands and got a, a perfectly clean, hard hit from the Raiders DB and jarred the ball out. I mean, it was a fraction away from being a completion, and it would have been inside the 10-yard line. But instead, in the Raiders, it looks like just completed a, uh, a fourth down to Hunter Renfro a third down and they fumbled it. He fumbled it, but uh, the Raiders recovered it almost miraculously. Um, yeah. The uh, defensive back punched the ball out of Renfro's hands, but the uh, somehow the Raiders, uh, the, the sea of hands Raiders <laughs> remember that <laughs> they got the ball. They got the ball. It was another sea of hands. When you, when you watch the replay, you'll see it. All right. So who does our official high school team, uh, the Holly Broncos have this Friday. I, I know they, I, they they fell to a tough Linden team, two yeah. and two on the season. But but yeah. who do they got next, Bill? Another powerful team, Fenton. One of the Ooh. the Fenton Tigers, one of the best teams. Uh, they really turned our program around in previous years. But uh, you know, it's it, I mean, it's the first year, and the kids are playing hard. They're playing tough. Uh, they're learning a lot. Um, the foundation's being built. 
And, um, you know, like we, I think we talked about on the Paul W. Uh, show last week, you know, football teams are either going up the mountain or down the mountain, Yep. going up the hill or going down the hill. And you can have a better record and you're going downhill and that's not good. Um, so you want to just maintain that, that upward climb in every aspect of your program. And I'm convinced they're doing that. So, Hey, Sean, one thing that we talked about, I want to make sure we mention is hats off to Chris Creighton at Eastern Michigan. Oh, I mean, that man, I think is one of the most underrated coaches, not only in, um, not only, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. You're not going to believe what just happened. If it stands. The Raiders completed another pass. I think it was to Hunter Refro again. Um, it, it's it's a good play. And uh, along the sidelines, plus 30 maybe field goal range, the ball got punched out and returned for a game-winning touchdown. Cardinals beat the Raiders. Watch the last quarter, the last hour of this game, and you'll know why we love football. No Inexplicable. Kidding. Yeah. It was Renfro, um, and the ball got punched out. And uh, now they may call it – no, I don't think they're going to call it dead. I think it's a good play. I think it's a good play. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Football, right? But <laughs> but we were, we were talking about Chris Creighton, um, Eastern Michigan. I think he's one of the best coaches in the country. I really do because there was a time – I don't know how you felt. I don't know how many years ago it was, 10 to 20 years ago, where I thought Eastern Michigan was uh, a death sentence yep. as a high school, as a football coach, as a football program. Too close to Ann Arbor, you know, it just didn't seem to have a chance. And this man went in there and refused to believe all the naysayers. He believed in what he knew or what he felt could turn the program around. And for, for them to go out to Arizona State, long plane ride on the road and beat the Sun Devils and and Herm Edwards' career as the coach of Arizona State, hats off to Chris Creighton. I think that guy is exceptional. You know, it, it's funny, Bill. In the mid-90s, there was a guy by the name of Charlie Batch. Maybe people have yeah. heard of him. <laughs> That was in Eastern Michigan, and, and yeah. they, they flirted with being a good team because I was doing Toledo games at the time, yeah. and I agree with you. Then, you know, it seemed like they were in the wilderness for the next 20 years. Here's a guy that came into Eastern Michigan and has taken them to four bowl games. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, it's not easy in Ypsilanti. No. You want to talk about changing hearts and minds yeah. and culture and all of that yeah. stuff. I'm going to echo what you said. Chris Creighton's done a heck of a job there. A heck of a yeah, job. Yeah, I just have so much respect for him. I know my son Billy's been to a, a few clinics that he's that Coach Creighton's spoken at, and he just uh, is so impressed, and he loves football. He does it the right way. Um, he's obviously recruiting good players. I mean, in this game we just finished watching, Max Crosby for the Raiders is one of the best defensive linemen in the, uh, in the NFL, and yep. he came from Eastern. So uh, they're they're actually reviewing the play, although it, <laughs> the Cardinals are going off the field. They're convinced they won, um, but uh, the play is under review. If if they return this, reverse this thing, it'll be uh, quite a decision. Um, yeah, they're just milling around right now. 
We've got about a minute left, Bill. Uh, yep. Quickly, I'd love to get your thoughts on uh, Michigan and Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan did what they should have done. Um, I love the fact that, that Coach Harbaugh gets so many of the players into a game like that. For those kids, how many quarterbacks, seven quarterbacks got to play? Yeah. For those kids to take one snap in an NCAA Division One game at Michigan Stadium is phenomenal. And I hope they have got pictures of them under center. I think that's great, not to mention every other player to play. Michigan State, there's probably a lot of overreaction to it. That's a long plane ride. That's a hard place to play. It's a unique setting, a unique environment, incredible noise. It's going to be how they recover, how they rebound, how they react to it. Um, Washington's a good, a good team, a great program, and it's all about how they react. It wasn't a Big Ten game. It's a learning experience for them. Always a pleasure, my friend. Let's do it again next week, 7 o'clock. Eric Dorch, thank you. Thank you for listening. Gridiron Wrap right here on 760 WJR.